I uh, I also agree with the Made in Italy campaign because that's I would buy Made in Italy over Made in China mm. or yeah. Made in Turkey yeah. even. And it's a great place to go do business because Italy. I was going to say yeah. that sounds like a hard trip every year. Yeah. Oh, How do you peel yourself away from the there. family? I don't know. It's very hard, but like I say, you gotta gotta do what you gotta do. Business is business. <laughs> this is business. <laughs> Welcome to Muttering Pines, the show where us city folk try to cowpoke. We drink beer, talk about ATVs, life outside the city, homesteading, entrepreneurship, and ultimately trying to do stuff with our hands. Hey guys. <laughs> oh, hi, Darren. How are you tonight? Oh, Why don't you tell the goddamn truth, Darren, about how you're actually doing tonight? Yes. Uh, tell us the truth. On camera this time. Well, yeah. I was just bitching about uh, the fact that my kids are basically cyclones on wheels and there's never a free second in my house. Um, but I can't really complain because Matt has like a fucking mental illness. It, it is a mental illness. A brain disease or something. So. Yeah. Matt and I were talking about that just before you finished murdering your family and joining the show um about uh, yeah about his his mental health issues it's not really a mental health issue it is it it does affect them like it's not the typical mental health that i should go get treated for this is the mental health where you just suffer in pain and just do it quietly and nobody knows about it except the people i tell wait <laughs> man, are those the same things <laughs> man, that's just called being a man <laughs> yeah every every man because we're stubborn and dumb has this has something wrong with us that we don't tell people and just quietly hope it's going to fucking go away on its own. That's and then right. one day it's either going to go away and we're going to be like, I knew it. That is or, exactly <laughs> how I ended up not seeing a dentist for 24 years. Wow. 24 years. I, and you have no tooth. For 15 years, I had a hole back here that I had, I just pulled out with floss one day because I floss. Because when you don't see a dentist for more than two decades you fucking floss and i just pulled out a whole bit of my face and then i just flew to san francisco and i never thought about it again for 10 whole years until Jesus i went to the Christ. dentist so i was like i had a hole in here and i haven't been in here at 14 before that even and and then they were like jesus man so, the hell? so yeah we're stubborn and dumb you are right yeah. yeah yeah so i went to the doctor which is the first for me because i don't like doctors and uh, they told me to twist my head in a certain way and then go home. And, <laughs> twist uh, it until you hear it go crack. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so my opinion of doctor stands, and uh, we're going to just go on. I'm glad that they finally have made with needles instead of just the neck breaking that apparently they usually are recommending to people. Where the, you do the, uh, the homestead slipknot over a big old tree. <laughs> And just take yes. a long step. Oh, the homestead slipknot. The long step. Good night. The long step. Good night. Oh my goodness. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I have also, no idea how to segue this into the guest that we have tonight. No, it starts luckily, with a whole bunch of suicide, and uh, hey, luckily he's not here yet. Well, because I mean, yeah. he makes stuff that makes people happy. And so I don't know why yeah. he, I guess, did you bring him on the show because we're all miserable? Yeah. Is that why you got him on here, Darren? 
I went uh, cruising through his products, and I think I'm actually going to start subscribing because I yeah. like the idea of what he does. Um, He's got some pretty and, cool stuff, eh? And it would probably be bring me a slight bit of joy. My wife bought the only me bit. a subscription from him years ago as a Christmas gift, and it's still to this day one of my most favorite gifts of all time. So I was super excited to see him coming on the show. I had we had no idea he was from Calgary. Like none oh, really? at all after, yeah. Like January found this, his service online, just the way that you do, like, what do I buy for men that have crap already? And I don't know anything about whatever they like. And fr- Friday socks, who's going to be on our show tonight. I guess I'm telling everybody, uh, was what cats out, of the, cats out, of, yeah, the cats out of the bag on that one. And for a year I got socks and it was awesome. They were, they would arrive at work. It was like a whole event. You know, like people will be like, oh, what socks did you get this time? I'm like, oh, look at my socks. Yeah, it was really cool. I love it. So you had That's... undergarments delivered to work and then you shared them with your coworkers. Yeah, I liked it so much. I, so January bought me socks. And then because, you know, if we're going to talk about like male stereotypes, I also hadn't replaced underwear in decades. And so I was just <laughs> walking around with like, you know, thin sheets of remaining cough, uh, cotton hanging from elastic, you know, like it was it was not good. And so she bought me an underwear subscription and those would also arrive at the office. Just and, tattered like a yeah. loincloth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. I would order only pre-worn underwear. That was, that's you know, for the longest time. Like that's where my underwear got to the point where like it, it just wore off on the inside of the thighs and then just became a, a loincloth. Yeah, right. Extra breezy. Yeah. It's, it's um, when anyway. Oh, okay. Speaking before this gets too crazy. Holy uh, fuck. This guy's not going to know what hit him tonight. No. Like, one of us has a serious health issue. One of us is just recently murdered his family. No, no. I have a health issue, too. I just didn't bring it up because I'm a real man. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That, oh. Uh, that hurts. Oh. Go back to killing your family. <laughs> Things, eh? Um, <laughs> But yeah, our guest tonight has has made Friday Sock Company, and he's recently expanded it into a bit of a wholesale. Wholesale has recently expanded it into a wholesale uh, little empire. Um, our guest tonight is Adam Thompson, and he's actually waiting for us right now. Let's get him in here. I'm going to click the button. Hello. Adam, Hello. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? Hi, Adam. Doing good. You you miss you just missed it. We were just all bitching, so now we're happy. <laughs> yeah, you missed out. It was basically like the View, but with guys. Ah, yeah. <clears throat> Which well, you might have to really all that out because we're not supposed to bitch. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, not on record. No. That's okay. Nobody <laughs> listens anyway. I don't know if you've yeah. figured that out yet. Yeah, he certainly like, has. What's that thing like? Um, some people complain. Nobody. Nobody, I don't know what it was. It's, you've probably heard it, but. No point in complaining. Nobody cares anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, Adam, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited. Nice to meet you. Yeah, likewise. Are you, how did you manage to get just a pure. White... I'm in our basement. Kids are, the littlest one is, is currently not going to bed and. There's just some chaos upstairs, so. You know what, Adam? So, you showed so, up on the perfect night. Okay, it turns out we can talk to you about our very <laughs> off-color introduction that we were recording just before you came on. 
I was having the exact uh, same problem. <laughs> has the exact yeah. same problem and has murdered his family. It turns out that murdering your family is is the solution. So, hmm. okay, well, I haven't actually done that. Yeah, that's good. Yet, yet. Yeah. <laughs> there's a reason. There's a tomahawk on the wall. last resort. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, have you? Did you uh, by chance do any due diligence? Yeah, on, a little bit. On the- <laughs> Yeah, I watched a couple episodes. Uh, enjoyed the enjoyed them all, but um, watched uh, Turkey and Pistols. That was a good one. Oh yeah, yeah do you know Rob? Do you know Rob? No, I don't. I've never I've never met him, but he's he's you know great guy. So maybe I will. Yeah, he's good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, we like to start off talking about uh, if we're imbibing. I don't know if you are. Yeah, so I I am, but I'm Hope not. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. You know what happens is you, like uh, I was in good shape in the summer, and then you know the fall, winter, and Christmas time, and then I'm like, okay, New Year's resolution, January, uh, and then obviously it takes a month to really get going. So I am on a dry kind of February, but uh, I am drinking the uh, it's craft. It's mm-hmm. by um, yeah. our friends at Village. It's a pale ale. It's a non-alcoholic, but it tastes pretty good, and uh, yeah, I'm a fan. And and awesome. and then I mix in those with um, Partake. I don't know if you've ever met Ted, but Ted at Partake, yeah. uh, he's a yeah, friend of mine. So good I stuff. Drink, drink some Partake once in a while as well. But I, I'm going to be a little bit jealous because I wish I was uh, on the booze right now. But I'm trying to stick to my guns. I appreciate that. Scott was actually drinking Craft on one of our episodes, but thought it was alcoholic beer. I did. Yeah, yeah I did. It was full test beer. <laughs> was highly disappointed later. Yeah. You still got Scott. drunk in the placebo, though. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> Scott, what do you got? Okay, tonight I'm drinking Okami Kasu Ooh. from Old Beautiful, yeah. which is uh, uh, it's like Budweiser, but really delicious. Yeah, Old Beautiful's got good beer. Yeah. Yeah. Matt? I'm going back to Old Faithful. Paps. Oh, be nice. there. First time in a long time. Nice are, you, are you ready for the what cheap swill is Darren drinking tonight? Yes, oh, is it co-op? Please be bottom co-op. of the barrel. Nope. Mm. I went not cheap. I'm drinking Ooh. Guinness. Wow! <laughs> oh, full test in your face. Oh. You how many of those? Your, your... I've got a PC Pilsner, but how many Guinnesses will you have, Darren, before you're like, okay, that's enough Guinness? Because there's a limit, right? You can't have too much Guinness. So, in my experience. Uh, that usually comes the next day because I will, I could go through. Oh, really? Most I, once, I once had to go to London for a, uh, a work thing and there's a bar there called the Toucan. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's this tiny little hole in the wall, but it's like super famous because apparently it's like the best uh, Guinness in, in London um, or in the UK, even aside from mm-hmm. the Guinness factory, obviously. Um, but anyway, they pride themselves on Guinness and I, I had all the coworkers had like kind of bailed on me. I had nothing to do, got off the plane and I was in there for eight hours <laughs> drinking more than a pint an hour. So there is no limit as to the amount of Guinness I can drink to answer your question. So you emptied your wallet no, and stumbled out. It wasn't a cheap night. Not a, not a 10 pounds of. <laughs> drink. Is that what a bunch of years cost ago, there? Darren? It was with tip and everything. It was pretty close to 10, 10 quid. Yeah. Goodness. It was uh... a whole bunch of years ago, Darren. Do you remember 
that you and I bought the domain GuinnessLime.com when when every beer company ever was throwing lime into every beer ever. Yes. We were very drunk, and we were at a bar that was called Bob the Fish, and we yes. we went and bought. Yeah. Do you still own that? We should do no. something terrible with that. <laughs> but I feel like I should just to put up like a spoof website. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Guinness yeah. Lime. Yeah, I remember. I was like, yeah, that's a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Guys, so don't give us time to dream. Don't give up yeah, on the dream. I was going to say, that's how Darren and I, uh, you know, that's how we try to make success happen is by drinking too much and then making jokes. But you actually did this. You had a crazy idea and it and it worked is what happened for you. But I don't know your story at all. I like So yeah. I, we were talking about this before. So I'm also a, a customer. I had yeah. a subscription years and years ago. It was a gift my wife gave me. I loved and I would love to hear your story because we were shocked to find out you were in Calgary after we had already purchased from you. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's uh, kind of like uh, I, I guess the the origin story, the idea was just <clears throat> I was working in a corporate environment, but I'm a pretty creative guy, and I was like, you know, what, if I could uh, if I could start a small business like uh, purposely mismatched socks and do it in a in a in a way that uh, is designed for it and maybe not so novelty, but um, anyway, I had this idea and I was like, if I could do that and then I could do another micro business and another one, if I could do six of these, then I could probably live off the proceeds of my imagination just by having these little tiny businesses with um, a niche audience. And then I started it and, you know, it's working full time and going to a market collective, any market I could during the weekends. Um, and, uh, selling socks, like the first six designs are, um, pretty tragic when I, when I look back at what they were, um, but (laughs) but people, people bought them and they supported what I was doing. And then, uh, slowly, but surely each iteration ended up a little bit better. And, uh, I mean, the, the company evolved to like, you know, bacon and eggs is our most popular design. It's pretty novelty still. Um, it's not like I, I wanted to do like symbiotic relationships, like, uh, uh, the honey badger and whatever the bird is that follows it around to, to, to get bits of honey because it helps it find the, you know, just like really crazy, you know, relationships like that, but people aren't going to buy those. So you have to do the more obvious concepts, but with those, it's still challenging because you have a, an idea where it's like, uh, it's a theme, but how do you make it so obvious that it's just like, you know, palm, palm trees and pineapples, like they don't necessarily correlate exactly, but it's like, okay, that's tropical destination. Um, so mm-hmm. anyway, the, the company grew and uh, was uh, we were in the, our condo, one bedroom condo downtown and I had all the storage lockers I could get down in the basement and then I had a storage locker in Inglewood and then we moved to uh, um, a crappy house and that we converted the basement to the HQ and then small warehouse and now we're in um, a 7,000 square foot warehouse with uh, our Christmas party had 15 employees and we don't have that many right now because it's the slower season, but yeah, we're cooking along. That's incredible. Yeah. That is yeah incredible. Good for and you. Your, your uh, I guess you call it collection or inventory has grown vastly since, um, mm-hmm. well, since I think you and I first met even, right. Which was like the bacon and eggs yeah. era and, and what you call tragic. Yeah. But um, like you've got <laughs> a Canadian landscapes, yeah. collection you've got you know merino wool camp socks yeah. like low cut everything yeah and it a lot of it comes from like i go to we manufacture in italy and i go there every year 
And so when I go there, I see what the, the manufacturers are working on next. And the merino wool was just something that they were working on where typically it's hard to get a design in a merino wool sock because of the gauge of the knit, but um, they were working at it in putting a polyamide knit. Uh, so polyamide is like a, um, uh, a synthetic, it's a thinner yarn, but they were working. So when you look at the, the wool socks, all the little um, uh, designs are polyamide, not that it matters, it's a wool sock. But um, yeah, so you, you go to the factories and you kind of go, okay, yeah, I think we could do this and you try it and it works. And having the collection grow too, because once you cover all the, the regular bases, then it really pushes you creatively. And it's like, okay, well, what, what concept can we come up with that's a little, little bit different? And like one might be mm-hmm. a cat on a shelf and then the cat's knocking the plant off the shelf. Like that's hilarious because it's real life but you wouldn't start with that design. That's just like a design after you've already done all the bacon and eggs, you're like, okay, what right. else can, right? So now we're kind of in a fun stage where we're, it's ch- really challenging. It's like, we, we've already covered all the regular stuff. Now we've got to find like really cool things to do and kind of find our stylistic voice, I guess. How do you do that? How do you keep yourself inspired? Uh, I think just keeping that third eye open. Like when, uh, I moonlighted as a comedian for quite a while. So I'd go to yuck yucks and all that kind of stuff. And the best way to describe it is when you're doing that and when that's consuming you and you have to write comedy all the time, you just kind of have this third eye that's open. That's recognizing all these things that happen in life that are amusing or, or funny. Right. And then you're like, Oh God, I've got to write that down. Um, and so it's kind of the same thing with the designs. Like when we're in design phase, it's kind of like, okay, we have to come up with 15 designs. We've done everything. And then you sit around and you're like, you throw a lot of ideas back and forth and then I'm walking along. I'm like taco chihuahua. Oh, we could have like a taco dog. That'd be funny. Like a dog wearing a <laughs> chihuahua costume, like instead of just doing tacos. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we lost him. Uh, I think he, he got tired of talking. Yeah, he's to froze. Just, just nope. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, fuck these guys in their show that has no people. <laughs> Aaron's question was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry, guys. Hey, you can't. Oh, my God. You teleported. Hey, That's and you happened. moved. Well, you quickly move. painted your wall. Yeah, apparently the basement doesn't pick up uh, the internet as good. I'm never down there, so I had no idea. Oh. Um, sorry, Darren. Okay. I, I missed I missed what you were saying there. Sorry. Well, that's all right. I finished my Guinness, so I've forgotten it. No. <laughs> uh, I, I was basically just asking if, if that's like your typical process is to look for the kind of comedic elements that you find in life and then see how you could apply those to a symbiotic sock design. That yeah, I, I think yeah, it, might, it might be because of the, my, my past in, in comedy and writing comedy that could have a lot to do with it maybe, but like, yeah, just like, uh, it's also a bit of a blue ocean strategy where like you look at the novelty sock world and, uh, on the surface it just seems quite like novelty socks. Like, but, um, in, in trying to differentiate ourselves a little bit from what we're seeing out there, just in subtlety, is kind of the strategy. Like mm-hmm. how can we be like, if we, one thing we started doing, for instance, if we'd have a pattern on one sock, just above the ankle, we'd have that same pattern, but the, it would be doing something slightly different. Like right. just that one single icon, not that anybody's ever going to notice it, but trying to, to push the boundaries with like subtlety, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Have you ever been copied? Have you ever seen any blatant yeah. copies of your stuff? Yeah, uh, I have seen a few. Um, 
you want to call them out to the nobody nobody who's listening? (laughs) You're going to get them in real trouble on here. What are you going to do about it? Like, I mean, it's it's incredibly hard, and to uh, you know, as as Darren for sure, you'll know it's incredibly hard to copyright like a design. You have to, uh, yeah, and then um, and then to try to defend it is impossible. So it's just one of those things that we're always trying to stay ahead, and and if we do it complicated enough, then it's already pretty hard to do purposely mismatched socks because of minimum order quantities mm-hmm. but um, yeah but like yeah i don't know what it the 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 amount of money that you'd have to you know put behind trying to chase somebody get them to stop doing something you could send a strongly worded email and i have yeah <laughs> <But> <laughs> do you of, uh do you remember which designs they copied bacon and eggs was one um oh yeah I found it on like a, a we have like a wholesale distribution website like it's a, the, the one that I'm talking about is not ours, um, but we uh, we utilize it and then it was not there so then I I emailed the the website organizers hey this is, but it's uh, and then yeah on Instagram I found one once it was a company in Turkey a sock company in Turkey which I know we don't sell socks in Turkey so have at her copied by a Turkish sock company yes. Yeah. Like an amazing Maybe, thing yeah. to have in your in your in your repertoire. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. Where so, did they even find us? I really am interested how the hell you found a company that can make socks. Like you, yeah. you obviously came up with the designs, but then that's a how how did you do that? Like what's the what's the deal? I don't even know how a sock is made. So like I guess with uh, with the sock company specifically, I, I don't think um, if I knew how hard it ended up being, once you get on the journey and you've invested a bit of money and then like a month turns into a year and two years and three years, and you're like, okay. But had I known before, I would have been like, I don't know what I'm doing. What am I doing this for? Um, and uh, <laughs> because you just walk into it so blindly and you're just like, okay, well, we'll make socks. And uh, yeah, here's a manufacturer in China that'll make them. And um, so that's sort of the route I took in the beginning. And uh, we went through three different manufacturers there. One of them made like, them way too big uh and then i had to try to like okay well let's sell these as um extra large socks for at the time and this was a long time ago and then um those are probably the ones i bought because i'm a fucking gorilla yeah yeah (laughs) and then you probably came back to the booth to get like them again and ended up not being those and you're probably like oh what is this guy but the inconsistency (laughs) of of a new brand is like that's just the way it is and you, you might lose a few customers but you have to keep but um yeah you you find them on like i think i was a dh gator alibaba to begin with um and then uh that didn't work out a few different times and um the manufacturing in in certain places um they will they will take um they'll take steps to save you money without you asking so uh you have to almost go like no like i want this this feature because it's better quality and they're like well that's going to be five more cents. And you're like, well, yeah, like, I don't care. Just like we want a good quality product. Um, and then, so I was, I was going to be like, okay, this is, this is too much stress. So, um, ended up going like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do a, a, a higher priced item. So where can I go? I can go to the U S. So I started like reaching out to the U S Italy. Um, I did reach out to Turkey. Um, and then I think there was, uh, there was a factory in, um, uh, somewhere else in Europe anyway. And then, so, uh, I got samples sent, but the, the way I, I found those, I was on a LinkedIn, um, group for hosiery 
So there you go. <laughs> huh. well, go find yourself a hosiery group on LinkedIn. Is the LinkedIn hosiery group too. like? Is it riveting? It must be. Uh, yeah, it's just like the groups were kind of like, I'm looking to make socks, and then 20,000 factory owners would be like, I can make your socks. Um, so <laughs> That's terrific. It, it really is just like throwing a dart in because you get anything. But anyway, I got these samples back. I'm like, okay, let's let's do this. I like the, the manufacturer. So I was like, let's do a Made in Italy collection and raise the price a bit. And I didn't think anybody would buy them because of the higher price, but people did. And that's the story. And then we just moved everything to Made in Italy, which hasn't hmm. been bad. I, uh, I also agree with the Made in Italy campaign because that's – I would buy Made in Italy over Made in China hmm. or yeah. Made in Turkey yeah. even. And it's a great place to go do business because Italy. I was going to say, yeah. it sounds like a hard trip every year. Yeah. Oh, How do you peel yourself away from the family? family? I don't know. It's very hard. But like I say – you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. Business is business. Business is business. <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, so, you, have you done like in terms of the? Have you thought about like going extreme, like niche, like for sock design? So, like you got this one socks got the six pack of beer. Next socks got the crashed car. Nah, yeah, yeah. See if you can <laughs> see if you can do like a, a mad. An, an you have to pack be, a Guinness. You still have to appeal to the. You have to appeal to. You have to, and you have to like, you know, pull it back a bit. We did a zombie pair. I was like a shotgun on one and a zombie on the other. Brilliant. Did not go over well when we put it in our subscription. You know, really? Yeah, we got the worst feedback we ever got on that one pair because people were like, oh, it's so insensitive. Like it's a zombie. What are you gonna? What? Do? The you Walking know, Dead has been on for sixty-two years. I know. Yeah. What are you gonna? You just need to no. Turn the feedback uh, command off. Yeah, like, people that love but, it will love it. Yeah, I you know. have done like you have like a custom thing now. Yeah, we do. Actually, we do quite a bit of custom, and we've made socks for uh, Etsy and Netflix and like big big companies. And then we made like, aviation. I saw on there. Yeah, yeah, aviation gin. We've done uh, Pete the Plumber and like you know <laughs> small small companies yeah. as well, right? Um, that's cool. Most of that's word of mouth. We don't really do a lot of ads for that. It's just kind of like, uh, you know, you make a good product and then give them out to a bunch of people. And those people, somebody in that crowd is like, hey, I want to make custom socks and kind of just snowballs. So you know you've what, got like, lots of advertising on this uh, this channel. Yeah. <laughs> so, right now, Muttering Pine Special, whoever, no. <laughs> yeah, precisely. So you... Yeah, so you you grew that obviously, just like we talked about. Like you're doing custom, uh, yeah. you got a massive uh, amount of inventory. But now you've expanded to not just socks. I think, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but your wife does greeting cards. Yeah. So, um, and she started around the same time uh, I did. A little May paper, and she does stationery. She does notebooks and greeting cards, and like. Um, all that kind of stuff, stickers, vinyl stickers and all that um, good stuff. And uh, she's in a bunch of stores. She has a, a, a pretty good contract with uh, paper source that turned into Bards and Nobles. Um, and then, um, yeah, that's uh, littlemaypapery.com. And then um, we, we kind of went, okay, well, we're in a bunch of stores. I'm in a bunch of stores. You're in a bunch of stores. Stores. Let's combine our efforts and, and call it Very Serious Company. 
so we created a wholesale distribution hub for the stores that we're in. So we're in combined about 800 stores in Canada and the US. And they're just like small independent retailers. So then we go, okay, we've got cards, we've got socks. I created a greeting card company called Made by Potato, which is greeting cards stamped using a potato. And then we clean <laughs> it up in Photoshop and um, every card sold buys a meal for a child in need through Action Against Hunger. Um, and then- Wonderful. Yeah, and then we we started. Uh, oh, we bought a candle company um, that we changed the name, so now it's Weekday Candles. But um, they do really well in a bunch of stores. And then I just bought uh, a, um, a matchstick company, so like fancy matches in apothecary jars. And we've added that. So, and the idea is that we're just going to keep adding niche small brands that these stores are going to buy anyway, but make the ordering process pretty seamless. Offer good payment terms, one relationship, one shipping bill. And then try to build a little bit of a distribution hub where we own all the brands is the idea. And that's so the key part right there is you own those brands. Like you haven't brought in the candle company. You haven't brought in the match company. You, Yeah, we, we own them. We have a production for yeah. So what's easier, running all this shit or working for somebody in a corporate environment? Working for somebody. And <laughs> I like, and whenever, whenever I'm asked to give my advice on how like what, starting a small business, I say, don't like, I really truly don't like what well, you have. You have your weekends, you have your sanity. Uh, you know, you're probably working like reasonable hours. Like, why would you ever do that to yourself? It's such a stupid thing to do. But anyway, I, I like aspects of it too. So, but uh, I, uh, I've grade like, I think a grade 11 or a grade 10 education. I don't even think I finished grade 10. So the only reason I started a business is because I didn't have any other options. <laughs> I had to. Well, bravo, because every one of those is a great idea. So yeah. congratulations. Mm -hmm. yeah. so you feel like you your six micro? No, not yet. I, uh, I'm going to do, um, there's another really good idea I have that I'm going to, I'm going to try to Kickstarter it because I've always wanted to have a successful Kickstarter campaign and I think it'll do it. So working on, um, gathering the information we need, not, I, I'm not a big fan of like really in-depth business plans, but having the basic idea, who's your audience, you know, just kind of the basic Coles notes of what you're doing. And then, mm -hmm. and then we'll get that started. I think. Awesome. So, yeah. So just skyrocketing. Yeah. So Darren told us that you also have bought a house in the country recently. Yeah, that... we got. Uh, uh, um, well, I, I didn't. I, I didn't buy it myself. I opened up a Holdco, and the Holdco bought it. But the same same difference, I guess. But the the it's like a ten acres um, little farmhouse uh, near Water Valley, and oh. the idea Wonderful. was to turn it into an Airbnb, and then when we want to use it, just book out that time. But it's been a year. We haven't booked it. We haven't actually, cause m m me and my dad rebuilt the deck and we, I'm always out there like f frigging with things and it's not quite ready yet, but it's almost ready. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, yeah, like I think in the next couple of months it'll be up on Airbnb and then trying to, trying to think of like fun things to do. Cause I don't want to just have like a house in the country for people to go to. So it's kind of like, uh, let's get a, let's get a telescope. Let's like put a ping pong table downstairs. Like let's, hmm. should we get a sauna? Like for, I don't know. We're trying to figure out what to do with it. But. Telescope's uh, a good buy. Yeah. Wood burning hot tub. Yeah. Mm. Wood burning hot tub's not a bad idea. I've Here's looked at that. those. Yeah. I've Have you seen at, like the trough ones? Yeah. With the Adriandrac 
shares in them. Yeah, yeah you got to do it. Yeah. I, I his and that. hers, or yeah. a big one with like two chairs in it. Totally. Mm. Yeah, I, I did look at those. They're uh, they're really neat. Um, yeah, but in the winter time, you have to like you have to drain the pipes and stuff, and then you're thinking about are guests going to do that or because people are, you know, they're, they're not going to take care of stuff the way they're not even going to lock the door. <laughs> like forget draining pipes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So is it is it on grid or or off grid then? Or a little bit it's of both. On grid. Yeah. Yeah. For furnace, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we got um, and then we got Explorer Wi-Fi. So the Wi-Fi is pretty shit, but it's good enough to. <laughs> Jesus, poor ExplorNet. Every you're the second guest in a row that's come yeah. on like, yeah, we got that garbage ExplorNet on there. <laughs> yeah. Just. And pushing money to Elon Musk on this show, if anybody watched it. No kidding. It's as bad as my basement, probably. The Wi-Fi. <laughs> basement <laughs> internet. Yeah. yeah. So was it just the, the idea to do the Airbnb then that put you out in the country? Or were you like, kind of like, we need to get out of the city. We need to do a little bit of country time. And Well, yeah, my parents live out there. I grew up in the country. Like, I, I grew up in... Uh, um, really small town Ontario I think our place or town had like a hundred people in it I went back a couple summers ago and I was like wow this is really backwoods like holy I can't believe I survived my childhood and then um <laughs> and then we moved out to uh to Cremona Water Valley area and yep. my, yeah. my formative years there before moving all kinds of different places but you know they're still out there my Dad had an antique shop on Main Street in Cremona, um, and uh, it opens it sometimes now, but it's mostly shut down. And, hmm. Yeah, but I like like I grew up hunting and fishing, and uh, so I like to go out and you know just walk around in the trees or do something. Right? Mm -hmm. Are you? Um, do you have access to good? Like you got ten acres there. Do you have? Is it near Crownland? Like do you go out there and? Do some there's, hunting there's, and then there's hunting places like in, and because my folks are out there, I think it's three fourteen. Um, we have permission to hunt in a few places if we wanted to. Like it's just you know a few people, and then they're like, okay, yeah, just drive out past my farm to the tree line and hang out there if you want. Mm -hmm. um, but like I haven't been hunting for a few years, but I'd like to because I always used to go with my dad, but he doesn't really go anymore. So need to need to figure. I was talking to. Uh, um, Jamie from uh, Calgary Heritage Roasting. He he goes hunting quite often, and so he said that we could go at one, you know, sometime. Jamie, if you're watching this, hunting. Yeah. He's not, but he's, he's definitely awesome. not. But <laughs> we'll send it to him directly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, somebody mentioned you on the show. He said you might also want to be a guest. Yeah, so that's what we're going to tell him. Um, would. That's cool. So do you? Do you guys, um, are you looking at getting any machines for out there or anything or like you yeah, can run a garden or? Yeah, I think about like, um, I had, I grew potatoes there because I wanted for the potato, the, the green card company. I wanted to have like a special collection or on the back of the card. So we, we grew these potatoes that stamp these cards. Yeah. That feed these kids like just another level. Uh, so I successfully grew a whole bunch of potatoes, which was awesome. Um, and I'd like to do that again. And then, uh, my dad has a, like an old carport, like the skeleton of a carport. So I'd like to get that set up and put a garden in there or something. Cause you know, the deer will just get in there otherwise. Um, mm -hmm. and then, uh, I'm, I'm looking, been looking for a quad, got to get a quad and, uh, want to just 
drive the quad around, pull trees. Out. Like there's this big like embankment that goes down, and then there's like really cool stream that goes through. Oh, nice. It runs, it runs all summer, and it's in the property, but it's kind of hard to get down to. So I want to like pull the trees out, chainsaw them, use them for firewood, and then uh, build some stairs down there, some steep stairs with probably like a rope that you can hold on to. I don't know. But... <laughs> uh, you know, we have an episode about choosing a quad. Oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah, the recommendation. So you're not going to listen to it, and you shouldn't. Because um, I, uh, I think it's Honda it's... and Honda and uh, – no, Honda and Can-Am, I think, are the two best. Yeah. Oh, well, so, mm-hmm. ah, ah, interesting. No, um, uh, Honda's definitely the best. You're right about that. Honda's, Honda's definitely uh, top of the line. We uh, talk a lot about Polaris on the show because these two guys own uh, a pair of Polarises, but uh, mm-hmm. I think we decided Can-Am was junk for some reason. Why did okay. we decide Can-Am was junk? Does anybody remember? You don't know anything about it. I was oh, right, talking to, we don't know uh, anything about it. That's right. It's probably I was talking plot. to one of the guys. Yeah. Um, that's doing work at our place, like short story long. We have a gas pipeline that goes to our place. Mm-hmm. And so they're doing um, some maintenance on it. So I was out there talking to one of the guys and I pulled up in my quad and I had, uh, I had my youngest with me and they had like bermed the road a little bit with the snow, right. To get their machines in. And mm-hmm. normally I would have like plowed through uh, at full speed and just made yeah. it over, but I'm holding him he's two so i didn't want to do it so i kind of just like nancy did a little bit just high centered just tipping in front of all these like rig guys and i was like fucking hell this is the most <laughs> so, like this old guy comes over and helps push it out and the one the one guy comes over and we're chatting and he's like he looks at my tires he's like i had uh, i had a quad with those exact same tires he's like those things sucked <laughs> yeah, they, he's like, you can't drive in the winter. You're basically going sideways. I'm like, correct. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what happens. Um, but he said he only runs Cam-Am machines, Ooh. and he th- he thinks they're pretty much like the best you can get. So really, it's, I don't know. It, it's like asking a guy, you know, who has a Ford, what's the best truck, and then going and finding yeah. this asking the Matt, what's the, the best same. truck. Yeah, yeah. And then, all of them are good. That's the truth of stuff today. All of the except Chevys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, I, you know what? I absolutely. We had a Sierra, a fully loaded Sierra, a few years ago for three days that the GM gave us, and it just rolled into our alley in the middle of the night from park, just like just into the alley and just block traffic overnight for no reason. When uh, our discussions about Can M and how shit they were was based on hearsay and rhetoric of how they always break down. Their quality is poor, but again, we don't actually know anything. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they're on a, on the road for a reason. Yeah, I missed out on an excellent quad because I've been keeping my eyes peeled, and I thought it was such a good deal. It was like uh, 500 kilometers on it, but it was a 19, it was a 98 or something. But it was just uh, some old people had it in their garage and never. But it was like 500 kilometers. It looked brand new. It had a plow on it, a winch, and it was 5,000 bucks. I was like, man, yeah. I didn't, I didn't act on it. But that was like, I can't find a quad with 500 kilometers on it for. Especially with a plow on it. Yeah. Like, that was a pretty good deal. 500 is like unheard of. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's gone immediately. And I missed it all. But 
very sad about that. I think he would have been beating people at the door trying to throw money at those people. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. Well, oh, nowadays you can't find a mild out quad for less than six. I know. And a good yeah. quad is what eight or something for a used one. You could get a tractor though, Adam. No, now we're talking. Been, I, I bought a riding lawnmower, and somebody said, "No, you're making a mistake. You should get like a." like a utility tractor or something they call it you can do like yeah a compact utility tractor yep. yeah but i didn't i got the guard i got the, the... anyway but it's never too late to sell that riding stuff. tractor yeah buy a Kubota. call it a day yeah. there is a, a company out of Kelowna that turns riding right on mowers into off-roading vehicles no oh way. my god yeah, man. yes uh okay off-roaders i think they're called they just yeah. juice it with horsepower and like, like big tires, the, different suspension. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Take the motor yeah, deck sweet. off and yeah, those guys are, uh, they're doing some crazy shit when they're like, I, I don't know how they're not rolling the things in the videos I've seen. I swear they have like guy line cables holding them up. I, oh, I love that there is a market big enough for riding tractor off road like that. These guys can just do that and nothing else. That's well, I think that's there's the a market best. for purposely mismatched socks, Scott. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, it's, yeah. You, you're always surprised. You never think about it until it actually happens. So it's like if you think of an idea and you're like, who else would really love a souped up riding lawnmower? Probably nobody, but I really want one. Probably lots of people. Yeah. Every hillbilly out there. Yeah. yeah. So just Some to bring it back right to next. your your little empire, how do, what's your process for coming up with an idea then? Is it is it just that? It's like, I want this. I think it's cool. I'm sure people will like it. Let's go for it. Well, I think, like, uh, I just naturally have a lot of ideas. So ideas have never been a problem. It's more just the doing. Like, I get I get 12 ideas a day. And, you know, to have a good idea, I have to have a lot of them. So the odd one's pretty good. And most of them are garbage. But um, I think, like, that just always having ideas and being interested in stuff. But when we purposely sit down and think about something, it's like you get to a point where you're you're really thinking about it. Like, how can we, like, what is the next thing? And then, then you kind of just stop and go about your life and eat some cereal and then bing, it's like, okay, that's what that is. You know what I mean? Like, or you're having yeah. a shower. Usually good ideas come in the morning when you're having a shower, or, you know, doing your number two or something, right? Like just, just pop in your head. Got a doodle yeah, board inside the shower and the we don't shower. Oh yeah. Well, if you don't shower, you're not going to get good ideas. <laughs> Which is why you're on our show right now with no listeners. You didn't shower the day you said yes. There's never been a thower, uh, one shower thought at Muttering Pines, not one ever. Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about, where you're like just mm -hmm. like going about your daily life and you're doing the most like driving or something, just giving yeah. your brain a break. And then you're like, okay, that's where they come from. Mine is pathway, yeah. the pathway when I'm walking on the pathway. That's usually oh, nice. when it happens. So I, yeah, spend a lot of time out there for that reason. Yeah, for sure. My, mine is usually summer. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. I'm driving or something, and I'm like, okay, got to remember that, and then gone. No, I'll get it's gone. Like, God. Yeah. yeah. This, and then you got to hit the bottle, right? You get home, and you're like, I got to think of that idea. You can't think of it, and then you get real sad, and then you get into the bottle, and then and everything's terrible after that, right? Yeah, and the crying into your own hands. <laughs> the lights are off. So. <laughs> How much you boys drinking? <laughs> yeah. Not enough. Um, so starting, this is our uh, second 
I guess, episode this season. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or however you want to call it. I don't know. Yeah. Seven, it's our 17th, second this season. We started something new with our guests. And it went okay on our last one. So we're going to do it again. Yeah. Uh, it's just a little thing that we call guest to know you. Okay. This is one of those shower ideas that probably didn't work out. We'll um, see. He's got some questions. A little bit of trivia, a little, little couple questions for you. Um, so the first thing, if you could be a cocktail, what kind of cocktail would you be and why? I'd be, um, could it be like a, just a, a, I'd just be a dirty vodka martini, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's simple and plain and, you know, easy, but also a bit salty, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Cause you got the extra dirty juice in there. Yeah, vodka martini, dirt, extra dirty for sure. I like extra dirty. I like it. Yeah. Um, okay, next. Other than the ones that you are involved in and have created, in your sort of field or industry, name one brand that you think is just killing it and why. Um, but, uh, like... And I can't use me, right? No, I'm just no. kidding. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you could. We could yeah. just leave it there. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I have a lot of friends that own businesses. Um, I'll, uh, I'll probably go with uh, Mitch from Revita Tea is doing really cool things right now. He's built a – he came up with a natural tea kind of in a pouch um, drink. And it's innovative that it's in a pouch, you know, for environmental reasons, but also – He's getting, uh, he got a lot of exposure through hard work and determination. And now he's building, he's built like this manufacturing facility, um, which is no small feat. And uh, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing good. And then, of course, Ted from Partake, I, I don't, he's doing really good things. Like a lot of people in the um, CPG space that I know, midday, I don't know midday squares, but they're doing like really, like you don't have to look too far to find somebody in, in consumer packaged goods that's killing it. Fair enough. Awesome. Um, What's your knowledge of like Alberta's regions and counties and stuff like that? Is it pretty good or? Pretty good. All right. This one is called live uh, vacation or visit and then just like stay the fuck away from. So which county in Alberta would you live in? Which would you visit? uh, And which would you just say nope? I'd live in whatever county Canmore is in, uh, vacation in hmm, probably wherever, uh, there's, there's live vacation and stay the fuck away from. Okay. So wherever Vulcan is, I'd stay away from there. Whatever county County Vulcan. It's Vulcan County. (laughs) Uh, and then, um, vacation I can't if I'm living there I can't vacation there so I'll, I'll vacation in Canmore and I'll live in I think I'm living in a good county wherever Calgary is Calgary County <laughs> I think it's a good place to live Rocky View is it Rocky View yeah. Matt uh Calgary's Calgary isn't it Calgary's Rocky View <clears throat> is Calgary yeah, Rocky View yeah yeah I thought I, so. I thought Rocky View is north and uh, and Foothills is south. Foothills is south, but Calgary's Calgary. Oh, yeah. Calgary Calgary's area. in two counties? Ah, I see. There you go. I'm going to pick Calgary anyway to live and then Canmore to vacation. 
So no okay. part of Vulcan. No Vulcan. And I, I, it's not that I've never been there. We had a, a small cottagey place in Milo for a while. And Milo's at the <laughs> north end of McGregor Lake. But that was fine. But Vulcan was, that whole area is a little bit, I don't know. Just That's where right. my dad's from, the Vulcan and yeah. Milo area. Yeah. Milo's pretty cool. I like Milo. It's not much there. Just birds. Lots of birds. Lots of birds. Lots of birds and lots of mule deer. Mm. Yeah. I can't figure not- out which uh, county Canmore is in. Oh, Bighorn. Municipal District of Bighorn. There we go. There you go. All right. Bighorn County. Yeah. Perfect. Um, And then next, we just got a little bit of trivia for you. Okay. Um, Some Alberta trivia and then some industry stuff. Okay. Uh, Alberta, uh, what's a boot? As in, I'm looking for a boot. Oh, uh, for a boot. Uh, I don't know a boost. No, or a boot. No, I don't know. I don't know what that one is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna know what this is. I grew up in a small town. It's when you're <laughs> underage. Yeah. And you need someone to yeah, go okay. in. That's right. Okay. Grab you a little something from the liquor store. It's been a long time. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, this one's pretty easy. When someone says the hat, what are they referring to? Medicine hat. Yeah. Right on. And then uh, what What does chuchin mean? Chuchin. Um, and use it in a sentence. Use chuchin. I was, I, was chuchin. I was chuchin with the boys at Muttering Pines. There you go. Yeah. All right. That's, that's work. a win. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I'll take it. I, saw, I, like, cause I looked at the shirts and I was like, chuchin, I like that shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Chuchin's good stuff. Um, a little bit of industry stuff. What does DTM mean? Uh, DTM. In, the, in the garment industry. Oh, uh, direct to... Uh, uh, direct to... There's, there's DTG, which is direct to garment. DTM would be direct to... Well, maybe it's direct to ma- manufacturing? Direct to... I don't know. Direct to market. Die to match. What? Die to match. Yes. We don't die. I guess no, you wouldn't. You're all woven in, aren't you? Yeah, we use like in stock yarns. There's a huge bucket. But yeah. Okay, die to match. I should know that. Joke's on me for not knowing my shit. Um, (laughs) What's what's paraffin and what's it used for? Paraffin's a a wax, but it's uh, not very good because it burns uh, dirty. And fills the air with soot and um, bad chemical juju. Do you know what it's typically or was typically used for? Uh, would it be? Uh, uh, I remember. I remember, like in my childhood, my grandma had like blocks of it. I don't know what she would do with it for lighting the way, or lamps or something, maybe. Yeah. It's used in uh, one of the. It is and still is and was one of the main ingredients in match heads. Ah, ooh. Hmm, interesting. Probably not the fancy boutique match heads you guys have. No, we we use um, flowers and candy colors. Flowers and candy. So, no paraffin. <laughs> um, so, you, so you started with socks. Yeah. You did socks, 
And he moved into potato. Yeah. Yeah, socks and my wife had little May paper green card station. Yeah. Then we bought the candle company. Then we moved. Then I did a potato thing, and now the matches were now matches. Yeah, so you got socks, candles, matches, and now you're basically about to Airbnb and do some homesteading. Yep. Are you just migrating. I uh, just just trying to do too many things, probably, but. You know, you hang out with people and they're doing something. They're like, I want to do that too. And then you do it, right? And then you're like, why did I do that? But uh, the whole journey is learning. Like, for me, it's like, it's not, the Airbnb isn't to make money. I mean, the property value will probably increase over time. That's great. Mm -hmm. But it's really more about, like, I got to build a deck with my dad. Like, I'm working on fixing it up myself. And then learning how to Airbnb it. And maybe I'll like it and want to do it again. Or maybe I'll hate it, but that's a new skill I have. And then whatever, uh, we can use the place uh, when sometimes we, when we can get away, and that's a benefit too. But it's not so, it's not to build. It's not money. It's more just like to do something. Yeah. So based on the number of companies you're doing, you'll never get away. No, well, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to. Which that's every dilemma. That's every entrepreneur or small business owner's dilemma is um, working uh, in the business, not on the business. You end up making yourself a job. So you create yourself a job and it's the worst job you've ever had. Um, and you have to scale, right? Yeah, you have yeah. to bring other people on. They have to learn how to do it. And onboarding is fucking expensive unless you do that. Yeah. And the whole idea is the economies of scale with the, with the different businesses. Like what we learn how to do in Friday, we can duplicate that. We know how to ship goods. So now we can... Like we're not just starting small businesses without having all the infrastructure there. Like it's all mm -hmm. there. We already have computers. We already have like the knowledge of how to list products, blah, 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 blah. So it's a lot easier. Mm -hmm. to do it. But so, have, so you, you're always thinking about the next thing you're going to do. Have you thought about the last thing you're going to do? <sighs> just dive exhaustion. probably. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you, you're the most like us guest we've had yet. <laughs> wishing to die. No, just... Fade away in a rocking chair after I've just sat down for a couple seconds. Thinking that, thinking of uh, thinking of dying though is great because you're always like, man, like this this is gonna end. So I better like make the most out of this. So that's a different that's a, for a different day, but it's a blessing. Hard deadline, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I got this tattooed. I got I got it tattooed on my arm the other day. It's it's called a memento mori. Remember you die. I got it there. <laughs> Got it there, so whenever I look down, if I'm doing something stupid, I'm like, "Remember you died." I'm like, "Okay, better get to work." So <laughs> better get to work. <laughs> whenever you're going to click the next like binge episode, it's just like, "Oh yeah, no, click. I guess I'll just I'll do right. something to work." Yeah, I better do something. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, right on. Um, well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I really appreciate you coming on. No, thanks um, This is great. That's getting here. All the uh, all your insider info on not starting a small business because it's too much work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's twice now. Two no. successful guys with small businesses both said, "Don't do it." Yeah, so, there's yeah. no sense in it. <laughs> do it if you want, but hey, but uh, I'll say this though: when I was doing comedy to to make it a full circle here, we had a, a really successful comedian came through, and the reason, partly why I say that, is because. Um, that's what he said. It's like, you guys want me to give you the best advice I can give you about being a comedian? He said, okay, you ready? This is the best advice you'll ever hear. And he's like, don't do it. It's the worst existence on planet earth. And the reason he said that was because 
if I said that and it discouraged you, then maybe you're not cut out for it. But if you kind of like said, nah, screw you, I'll do it anyway, then that's what you need to keep going. It's kind of like that. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you not to do it, but it's only because like it's the worst thing in the world. But it's like weeder courses at university. Yeah. Well, I don't know what university is, but yeah. Neither. None of us do. <laughs> sure. I heard that those are terrible for stupid kids, though. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. No, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Nice meeting you. It's an uh, absolute pleasure. Bye, All right. Okay. Have, Thanks, a good buddy. Yeah, have a good one. Have a good one. Bye. So don't, don't do it. Don't try things. Do it, though. That's what I heard. Do it. It's pretty unlikely you're going to be successful, so don't bother. Yeah. You're going to die eventually, so just give up now. <laughs> That's what his tattoo really means. Just <laughs> hurry up and die. Just give up on life now. Yeah. It's way easier if you just give in. I do like that he has the tattoo that's like, remember that you die on there. And he seems to have no idea that he's choosing to look at that and say, I better hurry up. Whereas the three of us would look at that and go, I hope so. <laughs> God, sweet release of death. Oh, I can't believe he had time to do a podcast with the amount of shit he has on his plate. No, I can't believe he did ours. Yeah, uh, that's true. His new socks though look fucking sweet. Probably gonna have to buy a bunch. Yeah, he's too hard on his old designs. I thought they were great. I mean, obviously they were great. Like, those were the ones that I was getting back then. So. Yeah. I'm going to go buy the Merino wool ones with all the animals on them, I think. Yeah. I, the, For, yeah, yeah if he has wool socks, that's terrific news. He yeah. does. Yeah. That's what uh, perked me up because I really want to get some nice wool socks. Um, thanks for listening. And as usual, Matt? Keep on chooching. Keep on chooching. Hey, nobody. Don't forget to check out MutteringPines.com for our line of apparel and follow us on social and anywhere you listen to or watch your favorite podcasts. And remember, keep on choochin'.